Hello everybody and welcome to episode 13 of Own the Road with Auto Trader, where we make car stuff simple for Canadians. My name is Jody Lai and I'm the editor-in-chief of Auto Trader. You really hit that simple. I'm Dan Alika. I am Auto Trader's road test editor. Simple. We make car stuff simple for Canadians. Today we're going to make it exciting oh, for Canadians. Oh, so exciting. I'm personally like, it's like that nerd out factor is, is very high uh, because we have two spectacular race car drivers, Canadian race car drivers, Robert Wickens and Mark Wilkins, two guys that have been doing this a long time, uh, have had very outstanding careers. And, uh, you know, for those of you who know who these guys are, then you're in for a treat. For those of you who don't know who they are, you are also in for a treat because their backgrounds are incredible. Uh, like I said, both, both Canadian guys, um, Robbie's been around. He, he raced in Germany for a long time in the DTM, uh, before coming back to North America. He was racing in IndyCar 2018, uh, Pocono Raceway was involved in a pretty, pretty nasty wreck um, that ultimately, you know, claimed the use of his legs. He's a, he's a paraplegic now, but I mean, his story is incredible. He's battled back to, to be racing at a professional level again is just incredible. Within the span of a few years, yeah. you know, like it, less than four years, yeah, he's back his, in his a car. recovery and his bounce back is like incredible. He, so I wrote a, a pretty cool, you know, profile just of, of him and, and kind of his story and uh, just he's such an inspirational guy. And the thing that I love most is just how genuinely happy he is, you know, and, and how life has kind of, you know, thrown this this huge, huge, crazy wrench in the plans. But he just has found a way to persevere and remain very upbeat and optimistic and positive. And then Mark, his co-driver with the, with the Hyundai Brian Herta Autosport team. They race a Elantra NTCR. Um, Mark's been around. He's a sports car guy. He's been around for a while. He's raced in a bunch of different series. He's won some like pretty. He's won the Twelve Hours of Sebring, which is that's massive, huge. He's won at Laguna Seca, Watkins Glen, like very big uh, wins on big stages in in sports car racing. So two very cool guys, and I can't wait to to chat with them. Bring them in. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining Own the Road with Auto Trader. It's an absolute pleasure to have you with us today. No, thanks for having us. Happy to be here. So first I wanted to congratulate you. You both have had an amazing year. You came off of a great win in June. Um, and from what I understand, you both welcomed babies into the world this year. So it's been a major year for you guys. So congratulations. Thank you. It's been a, it's been a year, you know, yes. I think. When we first got teamed up together, we were chit-chatting, you know, Mark and I have known each other for years, but has spent uh, kind of different career paths, right? Um, and then we were just catching up over dinner and, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, Carly and I are expecting a baby in, in July. <laughs> He's like, oh, no way, I'm expecting a baby in April. And I was like, all right, so should all be fine. I mean, two in-season babies, but what could go wrong? <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we made it through it. And what's it, you know, obviously, I mean, there's a lot to, to kind of unpack in terms of the season and you guys partnering, you know, together with the team this year. But for me, I think the big one as, you know, two kind of like, in my opinion, iconic Canadian racers, you guys have been around a long time. Um, what was that like to get together as, you know, this pair of Canucks racing mostly in the U.S.? Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, uh, an incredible opportunity um, for me. I mean, um, 
I followed Robert's career. Uh, it's been amazing. Um, so when, you know, Brian came to me and said, Hey, what, what do you think about pairing with Robert Wickens? I thought, well, it would be unbelievable. Um, are you, are you, you know, is, is this for real? And then as everything came together and, um, you know, and we started our season, um, you know, it's just been, just been really surreal. It's just been a great opportunity and been a lot of fun. Um, and, and sort of an incredible year of, of highs and some pretty tough lows, uh, you know, perhaps, uh, you know, looking back, you know, we would have tried to do a few things different, but, uh, all in all, you know, our highlight of the year, uh, would, would have been that week, um, with Robert and Carly welcoming Wesley and, and two race wins and, you know, pretty dramatic fashion that, that was a pretty incredible week for us. And it's it's been yeah it's been great i mean it's just been a great pairing great partnership and you know we're looking forward to ending the year with a fantastic result here and why don't you know why don't we kind of start there i know it's it's weird because it's sort of in the middle of the season and we can kind of work our way um, backwards because robbie you and i chatted uh in in the pits at ctmp uh and it was right in kind of the middle, you guys were getting ready yep. to race. You were telling me it was your first, your first time racing, uh, on the Grand Prix circuit at, at CTMP. Um, so why don't you talk a little bit about kind of what, what all went down that weekend? Yeah. So I think, you know, we, we were talking on probably a Monday or Tuesday of that, of that weekend. And we had, uh, you know, just kind of media obligations with, with Hyundai Canada, just going through the paces, home race for two of us, two Canadians, um, Hyundai Canada was super excited, so it was awesome to see and to be a part of that. Um, and then, you know, we got all of our media obligations out of the way, and we finally were thinking, okay, Thursday, let's get to the track. Let's do our track walk with the engineers. Let's get into the swing of this and, and try to get another race win. We were just coming off of our first one of the season at Watkins Glen, not only like just five days prior. So, um, And then I got a call from my wife that she had her 38-week uh, um, follow up with, with, uh, her OBG and turned out her amniotic fluid was low and they said, well, we need to have, get the baby out tomorrow. And I was like, okay. Go so, time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I was in Toronto. My wife was in Indianapolis. So trying to brainstorm how to do that. First I looked at flights and there wasn't really anything that got me in at a decent hour. And I knew it was really important for Carly, for her mother to be there. Um, so with the help of my mom, we, uh, rallied up the moms and jumped in a van and and drove down to Indianapolis. So it was, uh, we got in at 4 a.m. Friday morning, um, got a couple hours of sleep. Could call it sleep, I guess. <laughs> Everyone was a little, <laughs> a little excited and nervous. Um, and then got to the hospital for 10 a.m. And uh, Wesley was born at, at noon on Friday, July 1st. So he's an American citizen, but he was born on Canada Day. So it was, uh, that was kind of nice for us. And then, you know, newborn child, life couldn't be better. And the uh, the team asked me if, if they could find a way to get me to the track on Saturday, if I'd still be interested in doing the race. Um, and I told them at the time I, I had to make sure, you know, wife and baby were, were strong and healthy. And thankfully they were. And Saturday morning, I got back to the airport and got on a flight to back to Canada. I arrived to the track at probably one in the afternoon. Green flag was at three. Um, I didn't even turn a single lap of practice or qualifying. We had to start last and, uh, yeah, I just knew I had to keep the car alive to give Mark a shot for the win. And, and that's basically what we did. And Mark drove a great final stint and we won that one too. And it was kind of one of those moments where it was so surreal. I couldn't even really 
enjoy it because I also just wanted to get back home to Carly and Wesley. Of course. Uh, and, you know, not to take away from, you know, your your marriage and some other milestones, but that's got to be like the greatest weekend of all time. It was a eight day period that I think I'll remember for the, for the rest of my life. Um, and not only that, I think we have a cool story to tell Wesley one day. Absolutely, man. And yeah, I think like, you know, that was also a cool win um, for for those of you watching and listening that don't know, um, winning at Canadian Tire Motorsports Park that, you know, like Robbie mentioned, that's the the home track, these two Canadian racers, but just so historic. um, And also that Robbie, you came up in in karting at at CTMP. So it was pretty significant for you to be back on home soil and, and to take that to take that win. It was amazing. And I actually kind of felt bad because I had a lot of friends and family that were going to come up, you know, camp, do the whole Canada Day weekend. And, you know, on Thursday, when we got the call that you know our baby was being born on Friday, I told all my friends, like, you can still go if you want, but like, just know I might not be there. And there, everyone was like, well, we're only going to see you. Um, so a handful of them Saturday morning, once I told them that I was doing the race, they kind of left their cottages or wherever and, and came up for the day. But unfortunately, a, a few of them couldn't change their plans back to the original but yeah it could have been even better support but it was honestly it was so awesome i mean canadian motorsport fans are so passionate we're small but mighty and uh yeah that we definitely felt the love after that one and you know you talked earlier uh and and mark you mentioned how how kind of different um you know your careers have been but mark you know your your background if you want to get into a little bit of that how you started and and how you've kind of got to where you are now uh in your racing career sure yeah so way back in the day <laughs> uh in the early 2000s um i ran with um a canadian outfit called a motorsport and i spent uh, about a decade racing up the racing ladder with them so uh, open wheel cars uh through sort of 2005 uh running star mazda with them and then switching gears to the Grand Am series at the time in the Daytona prototype class. Um, and at the time, Grand Am uh, was, was working closely with NASCAR. Uh, and, and that looked like a really encouraging long-term path as far as sports car racing in North America went. So went that direction for a while, raced there um, until about t- 2012. And then I was uh, contacted to run uh, for a manufacturer uh, and, you know, that turned into a four-year deal. And, and then fast forward, uh, based on successes in that program, uh, the opportunity with Hyundai came about with Brian in, in 2018. And, you know, it's been five years, um, which, is, which is, you know, a long time to be with, a, a, you know, one manufacturer, one team. Um, and it's been really, it's flown by. Uh, and it's been just a wonderful uh, experience, wonderful program, highly successful program. Uh, for Hyundai, uh, you know, winning championships, be it drivers or manufacturers, uh, you know, throughout those five years. So it's it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of front wheel drive racing for me. Um, I guess that's kind of my specialty, I suppose, but spending the better part of the last decade focused on, on that. Um, but uh, it's been really fun and, and it's been tremendously fun and rewarding to be with the Hyundai Motor Group. Um, and Hyundai just producing really fun, great cars. And that extends, of course, to all the, the N brand road cars we're seeing now that are unbelievably capable and, and incredibly fun. So, yeah, it's been a it's been a long career and, and a really fun one. And also, you know, you, you talked about the front wheel drive and and Robbie, you mentioned before, like this is your first time racing front wheel drive 
um, cars. Yep. One thing that I wanted to ask you guys about um, that we, you and I touched on briefly before is what it's like um, to, to co-drive with such different setups, so to speak. Like, you know, Robbie, your setup is obviously different than Mark's and what that was like, because I don't know if this is your first time sharing, um, you know, with the hand controls and, and uh, the more conventional controls. If you guys could talk a little bit, just to give us some insight of, of what that's like. Yeah, I mean, first off, the the hand control system that I use, um, it's it's innovative, but also quite simple at the, at the same time. Um, and it's really a amazing job by the men and women at Brian Hurd Autosport and Hyundai to kind of evolve a system that already existed from another driver, uh, Michael Johnson, who also races uh, with Hyundai and Brian Hurd Autosport. You know, he was kind of the, you know, the the first one, I guess to call it, you know, to, to race with hand controls, being a paraplegic and he kind of paved the path for, for what's possible. So when I drove his car for the first time last year, um, me being a driver with quite a decent resume behind me of able body driving, I, you know, there's a lot of opportunities to make the system better where he started racing as a paraplegic. So he didn't really have that database of what, a real brake pedal should feel like what the throttle should feel like. And, um, cause he just knows what he knows. Um, and I was able to, I feel like over the winter come, come up with, um, slight alterations to the current system just to make it a little more smoother and mechanically nicer to drive just to make our lives a lot easier as, as driving with hand controls. Cause you know, obviously there's a lot of stuff going on on top of then using your hands for throttle, brake, upshift, downshift, any uh, settings that we have to change on the steering wheel, you know, but, uh, but the best thing about the system um, is that when Mark gets into the car, it's a normal Hyundai Elantra NTCR car. There's nothing different. There's one switch that he has to flip over that takes the throttle from my, from the steering wheel down to the pedals and Mark's on his way. So it, uh, it's a great system. It's not like we have to change a whole lot. Luckily, Mark and I like very similar handling race cars. Um, which is kind of always the the biggest worry of of co-driving a car together is selfishly this is my first year sharing a car i've never had to do it my whole life i've been able to build a car to exactly what i want all the time and uh and now it's kind of um, a fine line between the two you know mark and i have slightly different driving styles but we both know what we need to go fast and, and we try to to achieve that and you know touching to what mark said you know he's a bit of a front wheel drive master so <laughs> To be his his right be, right beside him and be his teammate, learn off him, you know, every minute over a race weekend has been super helpful for me to learn how to get the most out of these front wheel drive cars. And would you say, um, obviously, you know, I I know you're a pretty you know diplomatic guy. Uh, you always find the right words to say, but you know, obviously, it's you know a no brainer that it's more of a challenge. Um, but you know, what what kind of challenges have have you faced in adjusting to the hand controls versus the more conventional controls honestly it's it's tough right i mean the braking is a bit the biggest challenge you know applying the throttle is quite straightforward <laughs> you know you just get to the corner exit and you're like yeah sure that'll do and you and you give it loads of throttle and hope for the best um but in my opinion for the way i like to drive a race car is like braking is around 80% of the lap time gain in, in my honest opinion. Um, in order, in order to achieve that, you need to have a lot of confidence and a lot of feeling in the brake. And 
in the early months of my time with Hyundai and Brian Hurd Autosport, we were constantly changing the, the system to try um, get the feeling better for me. And it was kind of a catch 22 where we would make a change to increase my feeling and sensitivity, but then I would also have to like relearn my brake system. And it got to a crossroads where it's like, do we keep trying to improve the system and I'm constantly learning something new every session, or do we just stop and let me figure it out? And thankfully we got to a point where we were getting competitive and we were closer. I was gaining feeling and I got to the point where it was just, let me just ride with this and, and figure it out. And, uh, and that's where we've been really since the second or third race of the year. So it's been, um, it's been a challenge for sure, but I, I tell a lot of people that actually getting on top of a front wheel drive car was equally as challenging as trying to figure out the hand controls. And so like this year's wins were obviously like very significant for, for you guys, but for our listeners who don't know, can you kind of explain why? Like I saw the pictures of uh, when you guys won and like the joy coming from your faces was just like so infectious. So could you just kind of let us know the background on like why these wins were so significant? I mean, I think... From my side, it's quite clear. So I was injured in an IndyCar accident in 2018 um, at Pocono International Raceway, which left me paralyzed. Um, I spent the better part of three and a half years uh, rehabbing, recovering, trying to get back into a race car. And it wasn't until Brian Herta, Autosport and Hyundai put their faith in me to give myself a chance to drive again. So for me, that win in Watkins Glen was a huge relief for a lot of factors you know so much hard work finally being rewarded you know i'm i'm a competitor by heart it doesn't matter if i'm in the gym and rehab or if i'm driving a race car you know i want to be the best of the best in, in everything that i do so finally getting that win was was validation um that i'm on the right path and that even though i'm paralyzed i belong in motorsport and back in the elite levels of motorsport um and then I think the next part was we had a fairly rocky early start to our season. We got off to the season great with the podium at Daytona. And then we just had a string of bad luck, which ultimately, in hindsight, took us out of contention for the championship. But that weight race in Watkins Glen, first off, was the first race in the second half of the season. You know, it was like round six out of 10. And to get the win there, it was kind of like, right, let's like hit the reset button and let's just go strong to the end of the year. And, uh, so yeah, I think that's kind of, it was a big relief for all of us. There's a lot of hard work from the men, women, engineers, mechanics, PR, the whole team, you know, it's not just the drivers that get a bad result, right? It's a whole effort from behind the scenes, back at the workshop, to the racetrack, to the pit crews. You know, when we got taken out, just hit from behind in three consecutive races, that doesn't matter what we did differently, it was just out of our control. And that's the, the pity about motorsports sometimes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, there was a lot of uh, emotional release <laughs> from, from my side for sure. And I'm sure, uh, yeah, makes me even hungrier to try to finish off the year with the win as well. And Mark, just to kick it back to you for a second, um, you know, I mean, obviously you've achieved a lot in your racing career, but I, my personal opinion, man, is like you're one of the most underrated Canadian racers. I think you're so supremely talented. You've been doing this a long time. What, what sort of advice could you impart on, you know, younger, younger aspiring racers out there who are looking to kind of, you know, follow in your footsteps a little bit, especially on the sports car side of things. You've been doing that for a long time. Somebody that wants to get into it. What, what kind of words of wisdom could you share? Well, firstly, I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a great question. Uh, it, it takes a 
lot of hard work. It's a, it's a, it's a tough business. It's a tough industry. Um, but you know, I just always kind of, I picked a path and then I just sort of tried to drive towards that. Um, so whether it was starting in karting and working up the ladder, uh, just trying to gain a skill set. Um, I always had a, a passion for racing and, and road cars. So my education is in automotive marketing. Um, and then racing was always kind of part of that. And I always had this goal of trying to combine the two um, to put those two passions together. So, you know, for, for someone young up and coming, it's, you know, pick your path and then really put the work and the effort into trying to achieve that success and, you know, have a lot of gratitude, uh, appreciate the opportunities that you get. Um, it is it, it is tricky. It's tough. It's hard work. But if you do a great job on track, I mean, that's part of the, the puzzle. But, you know, you need to be a, a spokesperson and, uh, you know, an ambassador for, for what you're doing and who you're working with and understand what the goals are for, for that. So the goals for a manufacturer are obviously a little different than, um, you know, if you're if you're, uh, you know, running just on your own in a private effort, uh, if you will. So we're, we're for, for example, at Hyundai, it's all about the manufacturers. You know, we're representing Hyundai. Uh, you know, we're out there collectively working together to achieve a common goal for them. And that for a driver can be tough because I think as race drivers, we're so competitive. We all want to win. Um, and sometimes you have to say, well, what's better for the main goal? And, and can I put my personal goals aside a little bit to, you know, go for the main goal? And I just say for, for young drivers, remember, remember that and where you're trying to go and how you're trying to get there and just be gracious and have gratitude and understand what those main goals are and, and, uh, and give it your best shot. Very cool, man. And then, you know, I know you guys only got a few minutes left, but we're heading into the last race of the season at Road Atlanta. I know you both mentioned that the season didn't necessarily go how you wanted, but if you could each kind of take a minute just to let us know, you know, as you reflect on the season, how things went, um, how you feel the successes, maybe not necessarily just in the victories on the track, but just overall the season and the successes that you have each shared as well as for, you know, Hyundai for the TCR effort uh, this year. Yeah, I mean, I think it's been it's been a successful year on on many different levels. Personally, getting back into a race car, scoring three podiums so far, three three so far, <laughs> um, hopefully four here coming up. But it's um, you know just to get back into a race car was was just an amazing accomplishment. You know, Brian here at Autosport and Hyundai. You know, we have a very comfortable lead in the manufacturers championship, which Mark commented on, which is priority one. Um, for the organization and that all comes down to hard work through the through the entire team the continuity from car to car you know it's not just mark and i having to work together you know there, there's other hyundai drivers that we all have to coexist and make sure that we get the best result for the team and it uh it's been a great year and i'm i'm really looking forward to the future and you know i'm just happy that i'm back in a race car again yeah i, I mean just to add to that i think what robert said covers most of it. it it's been a strong year overall uh, for the team. You know, it's another strong year, another manufacturer's title uh, for Hyundai. And, and so we're checking a lot of boxes, you know, for us, us personally, obviously we have very high expectations. Um, so yes, a couple of wins was great. The podium at Daytona was really special early, but you know, we want to win a championship and um, you know, so we're, we're not able to do that this year, um, but we're going to give it our best for the last race and try to win it. Um, you know, we've had the most wins of the season, uh, you know, within our team with the two. And so we'd love to make that three. 
Um, and so we just focus forward and, you know, and, and then uh, we'll look back at the end of the season and we'll, we'll come back stronger and, you know, figure out how we can do better next year and really push for that championship. Awesome. Well, congratulations on all your success so far this year. It's only going to go up from here. So good luck with your next race. Uh, and thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for having no us. Thank you. Yeah, we got we got a this practice awesome. session in like an hour and a half. So. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. All right, guys. Well, good luck. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Jody. How cool was that? Awesome. I literally could have talked to those guys. Forever. I know. They, yeah. they legitimately have a practice session this afternoon for their race at, at Road Atlanta. Which and I'm is so like, excited to find out when they win. When they win, not if they win. Wow. I like that. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's they're just like such good guys. And, and talking to them, you can learn so much. Um, and I do think, you know, if there were ever two guys to kind of follow along, or especially if you are, you know, an aspiring yeah. racer of any kind, they're just two guys to really look up to. I also just love seeing Canadians killing it at like an yeah. international level. Yeah. That makes me so proud. Totally. And I, I really like the, you know, that thing where we're a small but strong group, right? It's like, you know, when Canadians in motorsport, yeah, there, there aren't a ton. I do think part of it has to do with, with weather, right? You can't race here year round like you can in a lot of the rest of the world. It's true. Puts us at a disadvantage. And that's why a guy like Robbie, you know, he got shipped over to Europe at such a young age because it was the only way to really develop his his talent um, behind the wheel. And so I do think we're at a disadvantage. So, yeah, when when we have a Canadian in the in the spotlight, everyone turns out so hard. We're a proud bunch of people. We really are. We love to see it. Yeah. Um. So, again, thank you so much, guys, for coming oh. on. That was that was so much fun. Um. Today we have an ask an expert question. Nice. It comes from Dustin McLean okay. from BC. Dustin. He says, I'm six foot three. I'm more That's a good height. It's your height. You're six I, foot three. I don't always. So Will, our camera guy, is always like, make sure you tell. Because I'll be talking about, oh, I'm a little cramped in here, whatever. And he's like, make sure to tell them. So then I always say I'm six foot three. And then he makes jokes about it. So I mean, it's important. It's an important it piece of it's information. Good. I feel like it's a good height because if I can fit. You then know, anyone pretty, can fit. Kind of. It's like a nice, you know, like tall, taller than average. Okay, it's good. Yeah. Right? Um, so Dustin says he's more comfortable with trucks and not cars. Um, and he's not afraid of needing to use his tools. So like he uses a truck a lot. All right. I'm thinking about getting a late model Chevy S10 as a first vehicle. You mentioned that you should be careful about not buying too much car. Do you think I might be going over my head? No, not at all. An S10 is not a big truck. That to me is is kind of the perfect size, right? Because in, especially if it's a late model one, it was still on the on the small side of the mid. Like nowadays, mid sized trucks are a Massive. little they're a little big, right? Yeah. Um, but those, you know, so we're talking like I would have to guess that would have been before the Colorado came into the picture. So like let's say early two thousands, like maybe like an 01 or an O two. So do you think it would be roomy enough for him? Yeah, it and all of his tools and stuff. Yeah, it shouldn't be a problem at all. I don't think that's too much truck. It's it's kind of perfect. I wish more people were like Dustin. Dustin, you're a trailblazer, my friend. <laughs> that's honestly more people should be, and especially he lives in BC. Yeah, he's gonna find some like beautiful, perfectly ones. clean. You know, just so good. Imagine it was. Remember the S10 Extreme? I know. It had that like crazy kit on it, and it was like yeah. Anyways, that one was fun, Dustin. Um, I think I think you're you're on the right track. 
Great. Thanks so much for your question, Dustin. Um, and if any of you would like to ask Dan or I questions about maintenance, cars, if you're cross shopping a few things, if you need advice, if you want to know what kind of food we like, whatever, you can email us at expert at trader.ca. Yep. Um, and until then, I guess we'll see you on the next episode. Indeed. Thank you so much for joining Own the Road with Auto Trader. Thanks, guys.